Hello and welcome to the Ballot Box Global Election Coverage from a team of political scientists. I'm Jonathan Parker in London. I'm Chris Terry in Manchester. I'm Andres Besser in New York City. a special mini episode of the ballot box a podlet if you will so we are going to be talking about some big news which came out yesterday well it's big in terms of um sort of uh, electoral systems and constitutional reform nerdery um which is the uh, proposed reforms to the to the welsh senate um the parliament of wales which will be uh, which has been this has been something I think we touched on a bit last year when we talked about the Senate elections, that this might come through and the plans have come out now, um, which it, so the Senate is currently at 60 members, which for the population of Wales is quite small um, and is also uh, dates from a time in which it was much more depowered than it is now. Um, and there's been a case made for quite a while that it should be increased um, and the proposals that have been Sort of agreed in as part of this cooperation between Labour and, and Plaid Cymru in, in, in the Senate to increase it to 96 members. Um, so, Chris, what is, first of all, maybe what is the case for increasing the size of the of the Assembly? Well, what was the Assembly, now the Senate? Now, now the Senate, all, all the Welsh Parliament in English. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, it, beautiful. First Senate, um, but yes, Welsh Parliament is an official name too. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the case for increasing the size um, essentially is that the Senate is not the beast that was put together in in the late nineties. It, it's in, in fact incredibly different or um, institution to what existed in the late 90s. So, it, um, and what was formed in the late 90s. Uh, first elected in mm-hmm. 1999, all right. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. first elected in 1999. So that that or, that um, institution that was elected in 1999, then called the National Assembly for Wales, um, was, um, it, it was different in a number of ways. First of all, it didn't have lawmaking powers. Um, it basically had the ability to um, do all the things that the Welsh Secretary used to be able to do, um, um, and and not much more than that, really. Um, it um, had, it um, didn't have the ability to. Um, it didn't even technically have a government. <laughs> um, like the the um, the first Welsh Assembly was des- supposed to be run in a kind of committee system like um, some local councils it was almost designed like a gigantic county council for wales as far as possibly a kind of way of thinking about it um the first minister wasn't called the first minister the first minister was called the first secretary um because it kind of signifying this um and so um therefore the kind of role of um of what was then an assembly member and now has become a member of the Senef, um, has changed a great deal. Um, so, um, for example, so um, the um, so um, having more powers means there's more to do. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. Having um, changing to have a government has also changed the way that, for example, committees it has also kind of changed the way that committees work. Um, a lot of 
um, the Welsh and Scottish devolved um, institutions are very committee focused, um, essentially because they because they don't have an upper house. Committees were kind of seen as like their equivalent of the House of Lords. Well, like that's how we get expertise into policy making. So I think I think if I'm right remembering correctly, the Senef has two sitting days where kind of the whole chamber is supposed to be meeting, and then two sitting days which are supposed to be kind of committee focused. Um, something else that's important about that is that because there's now a Welsh government, that's reduced the number of people that can sit on committees mm -hmm. because um, because Welsh cabinet ministers can't sit on committees um, and committees are scrutinising bodies. Um, that are and so for the, what that's meant, and also as the number of powers has increased, the amount that needs to be scrutinised has increased. So the committees have become very stretched. There's a kind of um, mainstream view in Wales that in Welsh politics that um, a lot of MSs are simply on too many committees, um, and and um, yeah, the jo job of being a member of the Senate has just completely changed. Mm -hmm. um, so um, so yeah, it's a, it's been a kind of widespread view for a long view time across political parties um, amongst the um, amongst the kind of worth policy sector um, amongst academics that the Welsh Assembly is simply too small and remember 60 seats is not very much ultimately mm -hmm. um, sorry uh, um, 60 seats is 60 seats is not very much ultimately there are county councils that have more members than yeah. that uh, than that albeit Mm -hmm. uh, albeit a county a councillor and and um and a devolved institution aren't directly comparable jobs mm. because um one of them is paid as a full-time political role and one of them is supposed to be a full one um, yeah but it's not it's not um on same sort of scale of sort of uh population to representative as the scottish parliament or the Northern Ireland Assembly, either though. Yeah, um, yeah. No, it, it, no, it's yeah. it's no, it, it's no, no, close. And so, yeah, uh, and 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 this is all part of the process of of Welsh Welsh devolution as well. Well, the Welsh, the the Senef building, which is what it was called all the way from the start, um, is um, was built. Um, specifically with expansion in mind. Mm -hmm. If you if you actually walk, uh, if you're ever in Cardiff, if, if listeners are ever in Cardiff, I highly recommend going on the Senef tour because it's actually really it's a really uh, it, I actually think it's a, it's the, the best um, legislative building in Britain. Um, well, I mean, it's one of the most beautiful. I think I would say I've seen it's, incre it's incredibly buildings, like, yes, yeah. it's incredibly beautiful yeah. bit of modern architecture. It's mm -hmm. also got some like really interesting features in terms of the way mm -hmm. that it's designed. And one of those features is that if you walk into the um, assembly assembly um, the assembly chamber, which Oh, so the Senef chamber, as I should now say, uh, these ticks, they 
you know, you get used to calling something yeah, something yeah. <laughs> and it just doesn't and however many years you, you just become old and you're yeah no i know just so used to saying the phrase the scottish parliament and the welsh assembly yeah <laughs> exactly. because the scottish and welsh parliaments is, doesn't come as yeah easy. scottish um scottish and welsh parliaments is an easier thing to say but yeah, um, <laughs> I assume someday it will be it will trip up our tongues in the same way yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah the um the um but there are literally um collapsible walls which are designed mm. to expand out uh, that well there is a whole set of seats behind them that are ready for new members of the senate um it, i i believe that the chamber is designed in mind to hold 80 i might be following yes them. i think that's right yeah although don't which should quote us on that but which sure is right. which yeah. is why that 80 was often a figure that floated around yeah because also oh. pretty easy to make it 80 though right because of the electoral system used yeah. that you would just make it 40 40 in terms of first part yes of the list. Yeah. yeah yeah so albeit that would obviously have changed the electoral system quite a fair bit um because it would have dramatically shifted the proportionality of the system mm -hmm. um which is something that we'll talk about soon <laughs> um so the um so by doing that, the uh, so yeah, so yeah, uh, fundamentally that that's at the heart of it. It's just it's entirely different role now. The people are um, and um, it's it's basically seen as a scrutiny problem, um, like having this few um, members of the Senate just basically makes it very difficult to do a lot of the functions of a legislature um and that is what this is now it's 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 a it's a fully fledged legislative body that makes laws that has a significant role in Welsh public life and which um is becoming uh, and which has been on a long road of becoming more and more powerful and it's it's changed actually a lot more than the Scottish Parliament has I think that's something that's really important to keep in mind. Scottish Parliament has been a much more visible chamber for obvious reasons, <laughs> but fundamentally, the Scottish Parliament was set up as a parliament and it remains a parliament. <laughs> um, it, it, it's it, you know, it, it's gained powers and the way in which it were uh, the way in which it um, the the kind of relationships within it have changed, but it's fundamentally still the same body that it was when it started. Senef is almost nothing like, <laughs> like, uh, like what it was in 1999. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, um, yeah. so I think that's, that's pretty, and I, I think from my perspective, the case is pretty watertight. And as you say, mm. study after study, um, I think Mark Drayford actually used that expression when he was justifying it the other day. Yeah, there's been, there's, been multiple, right. there's been multiple commissions yeah. by, mm -hmm. by, the, the, by the British government, by the Welsh government, but yeah, mm. and not, not just academics, like it, it's just continuing. And, 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 yeah. and the, only, the only thing that has really held it back has been that, quite frankly, um, quite frankly, if you say to a member of the public, we should have more politicians. That's one of the more kind of unpopular things that you yes. can, they can put forward. Um, yeah. And the Conservatives and, have predictably and depressingly gone on this attack line as soon as these plans were announced. 
which was yes yeah um, and saying how could they do this at a time of hardship for the people of wales um yeah like the this whole kind of the yeah. very predictable kind of line of okay. yeah and because of because of the number of commissions and things that have been done this has been priced up over the years and uh, as everyone will obviously probably most listeners will have worked out uh, expanding the assembly size it, it, sorry expanding the senate size um doesn't um is a drop in the water in the massive pond that is welsh public spending um yeah and they will be obviously the wales is also shedding parliamentarians in other places at the moment so obviously there are no more four meps and four MPs are going to be lost at the next boundary review as well which yes Yes, and, and and shedding politicians as well. Uh, like I, I don't know if it is going to happen soon, but there's a kind of there's been work talk in the works for a long time of reducing the number of Welsh councils and reducing the number of Welsh yeah. This seems well. to be perpetually something which is planned and then it never comes to fruition. Um, well, yeah, yeah. Like change, change, changing council boundaries is always yeah. a controversial and difficult um, process, mm. but it's certainly yeah. something that is intended to happen. Mm. Um, yeah, but it's it is interesting from that point of view that they have gone for right. As you say, eighty is talked about quite a lot, and I think the the agreement that Plaid and Labour signed last year was indicating of something like at least eighty or something like that. I think was the wording. They have gone for yeah. ninety six, which is basically the highest, almost at the highest that you could plausibly have thought that they would go. Yes, uh, yeah, and I mean it was the, the reason. One of the reasons why they kept saying eighty was was as well with you know the things that we've mentioned about it being an easily um, plausible um, a, a, a kind of you can see the route route to it. Um, the other reason that they um, the other thing about it is that. Um, the other thing about about it is it's actually a kind of minimal demand because a lot of people have like put forward said saying that really well should have a lot a lot more have a larger number even than 80 um there have been a lot of people saying that it should be 90 some of them saying 100 um i even once came across a report that said well should really have 120 um, sorry, my cat has like decided cats. to walk across the uh, front of the screen. I don't think he's ever done that in a podcast recording no, before. No, he's he, he's completely he's, obscured the camera. Um, <laughs> my partner, my my Veluca is away in. Uh, please, <laughs> he's just cut off my screen. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely leaving this in. Um, yeah, Veluca is away at the moment. Um, uh, what the hell is going on? Um, oh, no. Okay, right. My video's back. Hey, there you go. <laughs> and he's gone away. Reluca's away, away at the moment. And so for that reason, they're both being a little bit more clingy than normal. But also, <laughs> also, I think he might be upset that I've not fed him this evening yet. <laughs> uh, so, um, so yeah, that's it. Uh, but yeah, I'll. Anyway. Um, what were we on? 
Um, oh yes, um, the expanding size of the assembly. Um, mm-hmm. Why? Why ninety six? So, um, so yeah, um, so yeah. People, some people have even talked about one hundred and twenty, um, which yeah is a very extreme number, and I don't think anyone really mm-hmm. thought that that was a necessary one. But yeah, people people have not been saying eighty only like mm. people have been saying 80 as a bare minimum um i think the other reason why it might be they might have chosen 96 actually intersects a little bit with the electoral system that they've yep. chosen mm-hmm. so if you look at the electoral system that they've chosen it's done in um in um it d- done in constituencies of six um of which there are oh how many of them are there um sorry 13 won the b 13 yeah, yeah so i basically did some math so i basically did some math a little while ago uh, um when it came, it, it came out because i had a suspicion um uh, which was verified by this if you instead with that number of constituencies had five member districts instead the number of Senate, Senate members would be 80. Right. <laughs> so let's say that <laughs> you were attempting to put forward a figure that you anticipating might be negotiated down. <laughs> what that would therefore, that provides a very easy path to changing the electoral system that you have um negotiated through already mm. with um that still gets you to mm. the kind of consensus minimum figure yeah i'm just putting that forward <laughs> as, uh, as an interesting technocratic detail yeah <laughs> Although, to be honest, i think that the, the electoral summary probably should talk what how they've chosen to elect these members i think they would there will be opposition to reducing the district magnitude to five, though, at this point, because you already have seen complaints, especially from the Liberal Democrats, um, that this is not going to, uh, that this this is not going to be super proportional. I think we both said that we actually think it's going to be fairly proportional, um, but mm. six seats per constituency will probably get you a decent amount of proportionality. Five, maybe, especially with DeHunt, is not going to be amazing. No, five actually does stack up fairly decently. Um, but yeah, I'll, we'll talk more about this in a minute. So I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I will really get into the weeds on um, district magnitude. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, the idea is this is paired with the fact that the Westminster constituencies are being revised. At the moment, the Westminster constituencies are used as the 40 first past the post constituencies mm. for the, the Senate as well, um, which and obviously then they have 20 list seats on top of that as part of AMS. Mm. But this time, so they're going to be, there's now going to be 36 constituencies in Wales if the, the boundary review goes through. The idea is they're going to just pair those all up yes. and then elect six members from each on a closed list using the hunt. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and it's worth saying actually briefly as well, that is, it should be said, an opening gambit. So basically, the idea is is that after that, um, after that um, first series of boundaries, um, in the future, the Welsh Parliament it, it will have its own boundary withdrawal pr- pr- process. 
Um, so those boundaries will um, shift. And that's probably a sensible thing too, because, um, because given long-term population trends um, regarding Wales and the United Kingdom, it's probably likely that Wales will continue to lose constituencies at Westminster as time goes on, given the, um, mm -hmm. given the boundary rules that we have. And for that reason, it's probably in, um, for that reason, you, you wouldn't want to get into a kind of absurd situation where the Welsh Senate is shrinking, um, having expanded it <laughs> um, mm. because of what's happening at Westminster. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, um, yeah, the choice mm -hmm. of a closed list, I think we've maybe touched on, and then maybe the haunt um, and the district magnitude. Um, yes, you can tell us why you disagree with some of the analysis that I've seen elsewhere um, on that. The the choice. So this was surprising a little bit in that, like, I think I'd assume that either what they would do is um, uh, continue with a more proportional version of AMS, or that the the pressure has always been from Ply for SDV, which is what they and basically everybody else mm. organisations in the UK that advocates for PR always tend to go for SDV rather than a list system. Um, but this is not even, this is a, a closed list system, so they will only be, voters won't have a choice over the candidates on the list um, and in, in this. I would suspect that this is something that, we, uh, because we have discussed this a little bit in the past when, we, when we've talked about why AMS was used in the first place rather than STV, was that a, STV has a habit of maybe promoting inter-party competition and Labour yes. wasn't particularly keen on having that as a quite a faction yeah. party um this is this imposes a bit more party discipline as an electoral system tend to think um on it mm. um it's also i mean I, what the strength it has is that it's very simple and easy for people to understand i don't think that it, it, which is 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 very good i suppose transitioning in that this is what most people think when they go into the ballot box in the uk general election is that they're voting for the party and like that's their primary motivation and that's all they're doing under this they tick a box on the party that they like um, there's, yeah there's one other detail as well that i mm. think is important to note um which is um gender balance yes um, yes definitely so, so uh, and actually that some of the some, some of the really interesting one of the interesting details of this system that has been lost for first mm -hmm. gender balance um so close lists are generally considered the best best electoral system for achieving mm -hmm. um, gender balance for the simple reason that they allow parties to be very clear about their outcomes. Mm -hmm. um, so, and this bit of leg legislation um, introduces gender quotas essentially um, in that um, all party lists have to be balanced and not only in terms of having an equal amount of um, men and women on them, but not only that, but they also have to be zipped. And zipping is a um, process um, which happens in PR, in PR list systems and close the systems where essentially the lists have to alternate genders all the way down so if you put a man at the top of your list 
the next person on the list has to be a woman. Next person after that has to be a man. Next person after that has to be a woman, etc., etc., all the way down to the bottom. Um, and then vice versa. If it's a woman at the top, the man, it, it has to be a man next, and then a woman, then a man. Um, so, um, and, and Welsh Labour and the, and the Welsh Senef has been very good on gender balance. Yeah, generally quite famous for it, I think. Like the Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, there was a period where the, the, um, in 2003, in the mm-hmm. second election, it became the first gender balance legislature in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then it very briefly became, I think, the first majority women yeah. um, uh, um, SM, um, legislature, yeah, I should say, sorry, assembly, I should say, because at that time it didn't have lawmaking powers. Um, it, it, but um, but um, because um, of a by-election. Um, so yeah, the the um, so yeah, the, so there's been a long history on that. There's a very large feminist caucus within the Labour Party. Mm-hmm. Um, although the um, Senate is no longer is not is majority male now, albeit it's very it's it's fairly close. It's I think it's right. I'm right in saying that it's the most gender balanced of the UK. Um, yeah. uh, of the UK um, assemblies or parliaments, um, that um, um, and, and within that, the Labour Party is also entirely um, the Welsh Labour is also entirely gender balanced. So there's a very strong kind of feminist caucus within the Welsh Labour Party. So that's that's probably also part of the, so as well as the, you know, as some people I know. Opposed gender quotas on on de- basically democratic grounds. Um, I'm, I'm not going to get into the weeds on whether the kind of gender quotas are a good or bad thing, but obviously um, the reason you know, the reason that's happened is because of a genuine belief that that's the best way to achieve um, kind of equal representation and. Um, yeah, 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 that's a laudable aim, even if you disagree with the me- methods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think um, the sort of last thing we maybe should do is is to address the proportionality of the proposed system. Mm. The fact that is being using the Dehont calculation, um, which is what yeah. currently used, is come under. I've seen some analysis saying that this is going to adversely benefit. Labour, yeah, um, yeah, and that it's six sort of uh, six member constituencies and, and stuff like this. I think we both think that this is still going to be pretty proportional. Um, coming yeah. out, yeah, uh, absolutely, mm. uh, absolutely. Uh, uh, f- first of all, like, yeah, the haunt of the mechanisms for oh, it, it, for, for calculating um, the uh, distribution of seats and the PR list systems does slightly favour the um, larger parties. No, that's simply a fact. However, it's not a significant difference. <laughs> like, uh, like people like talk about it as if it's like going to give Labour like some huge electoral mm. vote. It doesn't. <laughs> I mean, like, like, and and some of the other systems like Sante Lag. Um, I'm very fond of Sante Lag, but like Sante Lag actually 
slightly benefits smaller parties, yeah. mm. which if anything is a slightly perverse thing to do, albeit um, it would combine with the district magnitudes to probably even out a little bit. Um, but yeah, very few countries actually use pure Sante Lag for that reason. Mm. Um, and certainly it, 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 because of the fact that, um, yeah, it, like, you, to some extent you can it can be argued to be incentivizing splintering, which is um, not generally what party, well, um, anyone in politics wants to do. Um, in terms of the district magnitudes, um, I have seen a lot of people make claims about the district of uh, district magnitude of six, which I frankly think don't stack up with empirical evidence. Mm. <laughs> so so um, there have been a lot of claims that um, a district magnitude of six is not particularly proportional. Um, for this, I will direct you towards what is probably the most important single article in electoral systems studies um, of the last 15 years, um, if, if not longer. There's an article by um, John M. Carey and Simon Hicks um, called The Electoral Sweet Spot, Low Magnitude Proportional Electoral Systems. Um, and basically what that does what that article does is it's a study of the relationship between district magnitude in PR systems and um, their proportionality through a variety of measures that are commonly used in political science. And what that article finds is that, yes, as I frequently say, whenever we talk about um, electoral systems with low district magnitudes, there is a relationship between, there's a very strong relationship between district magnitude and overall proportionality. Like, in fact, if anything, like district magnitude is the single most important um, feature of an electoral system, essentially. Even, I would say, actually even more important than kind of what type of system it is. Um, mm -hmm. like, like that, that is fundamental to, you know, it's the first thing that, I mean, that, that defines so much about how um, electoral systems work. And what you find, what they find is essentially that once you get to about five members, the fall off in proportionality is very low. Um, and there's a few reasons for that. First of all, there's a kind of mathematical reason. People don't really think about this very much because it's, it's not very natural, but there's basically a curve to, to proportionality um, as kind of the number of districts go up Be because um, essentially it's fractions, essentially. Um, if you have two members, then only the two biggest parties can get elected, elected and yeah, yeah, parties will definitely win if they got more than further vote, essentially. Um, or, um, if you've got more than um, three members, if you've got three members, that goes to 25. If you've got four, it goes to 20. Uh, yeah, this isn't kind of what we would call proper effective thresholds, but this is kind of a demonstration of how the how the mathematics mathematics works in very simple terms. 
and so essentially like what you can see with each additional seat the fall off uh, the the difference between um the thresholds is smaller um because because of the nature of mathematical fractions um so once you get to about five you start to get to a level of proportionality that political scientists generally consider to be um considered to be natural now that's not just for that mechanical reason it's worth saying it's also because of the effect that um district magnitude has on party systems so essentially um so so as the um, number of district district magnitudes increases um what we see is that the effective number of parties grows um but still you can kind of there's a general rule that um basically the number of parties you can expect in the parliament will very frequently be about the kind of number of um the effective number of um the, the district magnitude plus one mm -hmm. right. um so yeah i i think it's extremely unlikely <laughs> therefore that the number of um the, the number of the, the number of parties in the Welsh parliament won't increase because of this change i think it's extremely unlikely that election results won't become more proportionate because of the uh, because of this change um and and um and i think probably be broadly brought into a kind of typical line with a kind of typical kind of european um because it's actually deeply unfashionable to have um distinct magnitudes much larger than say 10. um like countries don't typically do that now the ones that have that um are um usually ones that have had systems like that forever like yeah. like israel the netherlands mm -hmm. um uh, yeah you yeah it, just, yeah just not done anymore um yeah i mean this is because obviously there is no capacity for like leveling seats or something which we see in some places which obviously isn't gonna affect the overall proportionality a little bit but i can't i struggle to see how this won't be more proportional than what is going on at the moment yeah and it's important to remember here that um the the, the senate at at this current moment the regions have have um four members to them so like uh, it's you can't quite directly compare yeah. district magnitudes in AMS to district magnitudes in this PR because um, because um, for example the constituency seats are part of the calculation but also the constituency seats create disproportionalities too because particularly in particularly in Wales um, parties can frequently mm -hmm. win more seats than they're entitled to in the constituencies. Yeah, I mean Labour mm. got what on the list vote? I mean, I sure we should have brought this up. Was it about thirty six percent or something last time? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, thirty six percent, um, and won half of the seats. Yes, which is obviously not a proportionate result. So even if yeah, like, yeah, even yeah. if we're not immediately getting lots of new smaller parties winning lots of seats, and it maybe does still disadvantage the smallest parties the share distribution between the bigger parties should be mm. more proportional. It probably should rob yes. Labour of this, like, 
huge advantage they get from winning all of the like well not all but like a yeah, yeah. huge bonus of the constituency seats which is what happens at the moment and then the proportionality just cannot make the proportional element just cannot make up for the fact that yeah yeah I, yeah. I, yeah i should briefly mention that there is an academic at the university of cardiff whose name i can't remember who i think has done projections of previous results um, under the system and has basically and has and has said that basically most of the seats still get hoovered up by Welsh Labour, the Conservatives and um, and um, the and Plaid Cymru. Mm-hmm. I would say to that, I think one problem with that kind of projection is um, yeah, I think this was the thing that I saw. Um, one of the analyses I saw as well. Yeah, I think mean, problem with that projection is it's forgetting how part how electoral systems shape party systems. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the opportunity, the opportunities to vote for smaller parties, I think, are going to be much more um, mm-hmm. readily apparent in 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 the system. Mm-hmm. Um, that is. Um, and 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 I I think that the Welsh electoral system has, although it has probably it's been better for certain minor parties than the UK electoral system. Um, it it's still I think for example flattening the Green vote. I think it's probably yeah. flattening the Lib Dem vote a bit. Well, yeah, um, the Lib Dems need to also remember they have one seat at the moment. The Greens have none. They both received about four percent of the vote last time. I mean. Yeah, I would yeah. suspect that they would get at least one each, probably more, um, under this system as oh, well. Oh, I think they probably yeah. both have reasonably sized, yeah. you know, like single digits, but, yes. you know... I think they would be underrepresented, but they'd definitely be represented more than they are now. Yeah, yeah. And, and if yeah. you want to see an example of that, look to Scotland, because Scotland mm-hmm. has district magnitudes of seven in its regions, and it has a, ha, and it's consistently had a much more proportional parliament. Mm-hmm. It's consistently had a much larger number of parties represented. Um, and that's not just, that's not even because, um, at this point, it's not even because um, the SM, um, it, it, it's not even because Labour is more dominant in Wales because it isn't in a, in vote terms. The SNP wins more votes in Scotland than than Wales than Labour does in Wales. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, it's yeah. It, it's fundamentally because of the differences of the mm. electoral system. Yeah, um, and obviously Northern Ireland does use STV, but it's also a district magnitude of five. Yeah, because yeah, and and. and, and and um, that, um, and, and when when it was a district magnitude of six, actually, mm. um, it was um, the UK's most proportional electoral system. <laughs> like, um, so yeah, people, yeah, I, I, and 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 so yeah, that's all. This stuff is yeah, just fundamentally kind of getting into like is fundamentally i think misunderstanding the empirical evidence exists Mm -hmm. around district magnitude and um and and um and the relationship to proportionality Mm -hmm. um so So, yeah yeah. i think yeah we'll we'll leave it there with with chris terry um yeah like it is and (laughs) Putting all of those, putting all of those electoral systems commentators in their place. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, 
To be a real massive nerd, I posted some graphs from that Hicks and Carrie paper <laughs> um, on Twitter when this was announced, and um, I've been trying to bang this drum. That Hicks and Carrie paper as well, I will also note, um, it's a rare academic journal article that is free to view. Um, you don't, it's not paywalled at all. Um, include even on the Wiley website, which is always paywalled, um, <laughs> you can you can grab it. So if you're yeah. someone who's if you're someone who's interested in this, who really wants to like who wants to see the evidence of what I'm talking about, um, you don't have to have an acad academic journal access. You can just go and read it. Um, it's very easy to find PDF copies of it around. Um, maybe maybe we'll link to one when we put yeah, this up. Yeah, I our think that sounds good. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, I, I managed to get a retweet out of um, Simon Hicks for um, spreading his work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, um, mm -hmm. so, yeah, um, he, he clearly endorses my point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that should be good enough evidence for anyone, I think. Mm -hmm. um, all right. Um, so, yeah, we'll leave you there. Next time you should hear from us, we will be talking about the, about the Northern Ireland, as we promised you um, last time, um, which should be coming out um, pretty early next week, I would expect. All right. So thank you for listening, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.